Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 12th of May 2013, entitled The Reward of Holy Following the Lord. And the Bible reading is taken from Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 to 14. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Be looking in the book of Joshua, chapter 14. I thought this evening, the reward of holy following the Lord. The reward of holy following the Lord. We're going to read from Joshua chapter 14, beginning in verse 6, down through verse 14. I invite you to stand with me to honor the reading of God's Word. Again, as we begin reading in Joshua chapter 14 and verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. And yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Father, we thank you again this evening, Lord, that we just have opportunity to come together again with your word that you have so graciously preserved for us through the years, Lord, with your spirit that lives within us that will guide us, that will direct us, that will give us understanding. Lord, I know full well that I have nothing to offer these that are here this evening under the sound of my voice. But Lord, I pray by the power of your spirit, through the power of your word, that you will take and speak to hearts that which you would have spoken. We will give you all the praise and honor for it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I thought, I couldn't help but think as I was reading that, wow, I remember, I remember when I was 40 years old, and I'm a long, 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 long ways from 85 yet, 
But uh, I don't feel the same now as I did when I was 40. And yet here's Caleb at 85 years old. And he's saying, and I'm just as strong as I was when I was 40. I'm just as able to fight this battle now as I was 45 years ago. And I thought, that's astounding. That's amazing. Um, but as we look at this passage, I guess a few things that, that stand out that I hope can be an encouragement to you this evening. You know, as we look through the scriptures, many times as we see the Bible characters and we see these men and women that God has saw fit to, uh, to preserve upon the pages of, of his word, uh, many times some of them had those special traits. There were lots of things about them, but that special trait that kind of stood out. We find that we read about the man Moses. We find that, uh, again, Moses was one that was slow of speech. He, he didn't feel that he had a lot of abilities, you know, to, to be able to, uh, uh, to lead the, uh, the nation of Israel. But yet we find that when we think of Moses, we see on the one hand a, a man of meekness and humility and at the same time a great leader, a man that God was able to use to lead his people. Of course, we read about Abraham. And he's even listed there in the, in the hall of faith that we find uh, in the New Testament when that, uh, uh, a man that is remembered for his faith, uh, that was willing to step out, not knowing where God was taking him, but just to go because God said go, to go when God said go. And he's renowned for that when we think of, of Abraham. David, a man that as we read no other man that we read of in Scripture that the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. David did a lot of great things and as a leader, and he, of course, did some bad things as well. And we know all those things about him, but that trait, being a man after God's own heart, uh, that's a trait that, uh, that we remember about him. We think of Joseph, and, of course, here's Joseph that... Uh, you know, those that should have been his greatest protectors in his life, his own family, and yet we find that uh, he sold into slavery. Uh, we find that Joseph, when he was faced with temptation, that probably two of the things that the traits that he stands out the most for was his purity in the midst of great temptation and, of course, his forgiveness against the very ones that would have destroyed him. I think of those traits, I think, well, you know, that in itself is a very good reason why that we see him as a type of Christ uh, when we look at him in the Scriptures. But Caleb, we also see some traits in his life. And Caleb was also a man of, of, of great faith. Uh, he was a person that uh, was not ashamed to stand, uh, to stand for what was right even when the majority of those around him were standing to the contrary. Uh, he was willing to, to stand on what he believed to be right with God. Um, one thing that it's said about him in our passage here that we read today in chapter 14, three times there in verse 8, in verse 9, and in verse 14, that he was a man that wholly followed the Lord. Now, that's a pretty awesome statement to make about any human being and let alone for it to be recorded about this man at least three times here in Scripture within one chapter of the Word of God. Um, the Bible also tells us that it was specifically because of this willingness to wholly follow the Lord. That was the very reason for his 
inheritance. Um, the Bible tells us uh, specifically that he got that inheritance because that he wholly followed the Lord. Verse 14, Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. We find that as we begin to, to look, we might ask ourselves, well, what about, what about you and I? Um, are we instructed to follow the Lord wholly? Unquestionably. Uh, the Bible has very much to say about that. Uh, you know, Jesus used those two simple words of follow me many times as we read through the New Testament. He would come across those and that would be a simple instruction, follow me. And of course, we might ask ourselves also, well, you know, Caleb in following the Lord, the Bible says that he gained a reward for that. That was why that he got his inheritance was because that he wholly followed the Lord. Well, look what the Bible teaches us. And we'll look at just a couple of the passages in Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, he says, beginning in verse 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Turn over probably just a, a page or so in your Bible to, uh, to chapter 19. And we'll read just a couple of verses there, picking up in verse 27. It says, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. There was a special reward for those apostles. Verse 29, And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So we find that the New Testament teaches us clearly that there is a great inheritance. There is a great reward for following the Lord Jesus Christ. What kind of faith? You see, when you stop and think about what it simply means to wholly follow anyone or anything. You see, you, you can look around. We can find that there are those that have followed men in this world. I mean, we think of, what was his name? Jim Jones. 
And all those that followed him and drinking that crazy Kool-Aid that, that killed them, they followed that man. Why? Because in simple truth, they believed in him. We find the same thing when the cult that was manned up there in, in, in Waco, Texas. We find that, uh, you know, we ask ourselves, you know, how could so many people, I mean, some of the things they were doing was so crazy. And in the end, these people were willing to take up arms and many of them did lose their lives, but they were willing to put their lives on the line. Why? Were they willing to follow that man to death? Because they believed in him. You see, to wholly follow anything, you're not going to follow anything wholeheartedly unless you believe in it wholeheartedly. So we find that, I believe as we look into this passage, we would have to ask ourselves, what was it in Caleb that God's word would record for us that this was a man that wholly followed the Lord? Well, as we look at some of the different aspects of Caleb's faith that is demonstrated in his life, and certainly demonstrates clearly his holy following the Lord. I think it's fair to say that that statement itself, when it says that he wholly followed the Lord, that in itself shows us one very important aspect of this man's faith, of what he believed. You see, for that man to wholly follow the Lord, there had to be a faith, there had to be a belief in him that was unwavering because... It takes belief just to follow somebody in the first instance. But for God to say that he wholly followed the Lord. Well, notice what it said there in verse 8 when it said, Nevertheless, my brethren, that went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. You see, that's a great example, first of all, of the consecration of his faith. He believed in what was in his heart so very much that this man was clearly, completely consecrated to the Lord. In other words, it exemplified itself. It wasn't just words that said, I believe this or I believe that. But you see it in his choices. You see it in his walk. You see that he was genuinely consecrated and committed to willingly follow the Lord in whatever God wanted of him. He trusted the Lord to such a degree that even when the circumstances and the situations before his very eyes showed just the opposite, <laughs> yet he trusted God. I mean, there was 12 spies that went in. Ten of those 12 said, no way, you'd be crazy to go in there. There's no way in the world. Those people are too strong. They're too big. They're too powerful. You see, the Bible says here that their lack of faith brought great discouragement to the people. They went up with me and made the heart of the people melt. They had their hopes up. They had their desires on what God was going to do for them. I mean, let's face it, they'd been, they'd been wandering in the wilderness. You know, God had brought them out of captivity, out of Egypt. They've got their hopes up, and here these men come back, and 10 out of the 12 
It's brought great discouragement. Their hearts melted because suddenly their hopes vanished. That lack of faith had an effect on all the people that it touched around them. Whereas Caleb's faith, it was such that even when all these others thought that it was crazy, he himself believed that he could wholeheartedly follow the Lord right into the midst of those enemies where everything looked impossible, where it looked like that they were giants and that there was no way this man wholly followed the Lord. Don't you think that's in essence what Paul was describing to the church at Rome when he said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That complete consecration, that complete belief in God to such a point, you see, to wholly follow the Lord, we need a faith that will genuinely allow us to consecrate ourselves to the Lord, to His will, regardless of what we might be facing you face some tough things in life already, I'm sure. Don't worry, you'll face some more tough things. Life is full of tough things. Life is so full sometimes of, of circumstances that just seem impossible. There is no good answer. There is no way out. And yet, we need a faith that will allow us, even when those around us, the brethren, think that it's impossible, that we'll wholly concentrate ourselves to the Lord to follow Him in the way that He's taking us. I want you to see something else here about Caleb's faith. Not only the consecration of his faith, but notice in verse 10 the confession of his faith. It says, And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as He said, these forty and five years. Now, he could have said, I've been doing my exercise properly. I've been eating properly. I've been doing all the things that I'm supposed to do. And that's why that, man, at 85 years old, I feel great. I feel strong. I feel as, as good as I did then because I've been doing all these things. But yet, this man at 85, obviously, obviously from what he said, in a phenomenal uh, position of physique for a man of 85 years old, he says that the Lord has kept me alive these 40 and five years. You know, he made a promise to Moses. He said, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses. God had made a promise. God had made a promise that this land was going to be his inheritance. And, you know, his faith was such, you know, it was so simple. And sometimes that's the problem. We try to make faith complicated. Caleb just believed what God said. God said to Moses that this was going to be my inheritance. God has kept me alive these 45 years because he's going to keep his promise. God is a God that is not even able to break a promise that he gave to it. If God said it to Moses, I believe it and I'll stand upon it. You see, Caleb knew exactly why he was still here. You and I today, every one of us, 
We're still here for a reason and a purpose, and God is the one that has allowed us to be here. That's not saying it's not a good thing to have a good diet and to have good exercise and, and to do those common sense things. But in the end, when God says your time's up, your time's up. You're still here because God has a purpose for your life. God still had a purpose. God had already said what he was going to do with Caleb's life. So for Caleb, that was sufficient. It was the Lord that had kept him alive. He couldn't take any credit for it. If he wanted to um, make sure that, uh, uh, that he was still there, uh, he knew that in the end, he was only entrusting in the Lord. Caleb's confidence was in the Lord, and he was not ashamed to confess it before all these people. He wasn't taking any credit. Here's a, a great man of 85, and yet his whole credit for being there was because of what the Lord had said, and he wasn't ashamed of that. So Caleb had a faith that led this man to fully consecrate himself to the Lord. Caleb had a faith that allowed him to be willing and bold enough to confess his faith and to give God the credit for who he was and what was happening in his life right now. It goes right on in that next verse that we read. <laughs> we see not only the consecration of his faith and the confession of his faith, we see the courage of his faith. He said, as yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. I'm ready for this. I mean, this is a battle that all my brethren said was impossible, that there was no way that we could win it that we'd be destroyed if we even attempted it. And yet, 45 years later, God's promise is just as sure as it was then. God is keeping his promise. God has kept me strong. God has got me ready today to accomplish that which he's got me here for. If it's to go to war, it's to go in and it's to conquer that land because that's what God's got for me. Can we understand that in all of our lives, that if we truly believe in the Lord and his promises, if God calls us to do something for Caleb, it was to go out into a fight or battle. It was to go out and conquer a land. It was to go out and conquer some giants. There may be some giants that you have to, to conquer with your life. We need a faith that will give us that courage. I know. I know I can still do it today because God said I could do it. That's what mattered to him. We find that it was God that told him that he was going to take that mountain in Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go up and take this mountain. We are well able to do it. He was courageous because of the faith that he had in God. That's why he could wholly follow the Lord. That's why even here in this battle that, that to man's eyes was a complete impossibility at 85 years old, he was saying, let's go. I'm ready to take that mountain because God said so. He wouldn't have been willing 
If he'd had doubts in that, he would not have been willing to follow the Lord into that battle. You see, one of the great secrets of courage is our confidence, not in us, but the confidence that we really have in the Lord. We read it. We know it. But do we really, really live accordingly? Is it really something that we can really trust and believe just because God said it? Confidence in the Lord, confidence in His presence. We're never going into these things alone. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. God doing His work through you. It may be impossible with man. It may be totally, utterly impossible with man. But it's not with God. That's the kind of faith. That's the kind of faith. The kind of faith that will lead us to wholly consecrate ourselves to Him and His will. That will lead us to be willing to stand up and to confess before man, before this world. Look, God said it and that's where I'm standing and that's sufficient. The kind of faith that will give us the courage to be able to tackle those mountains when they do look impossible, when the odds are against us, even when the brethren around us think that it's not possible. Caleb was willing to wholly follow the Lord because he wholly trusted the Lord. Notice, not only as we remember the consecration, the confession, the courage of his faith, but fourthly, the claim of his faith. What was it that he, that he really believed? What, what was it that he claimed by faith? Uh, what were these claims based on anyway? Well, it's very simple, Joshua 14, 12. Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof, notice the next words, the Lord spake in that day. Give me the mountain that God said was mine. Give me the mountain that God said that we would take. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. Yeah, you heard. You heard how, how strong the enemy was. But notice what he says next. If so be, the Lord will be with me then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. What was the claims of his faith? It was totally based upon what God said, upon God's word, upon God's promise. Caleb, now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. When men claim that which... God has not promised, and there's a lot of that goes around, and they call it faith, but that's really presumption. So many. I've, I've had talks with, with people even this week that have gotten involved in this where you know that they've been told, well, you know, you just got to claim this, and you got to claim that in the name of Jesus, and it's yours. Some of it's really off-the-wall stupid stuff. It's just selfish, fleshly stuff. We can claim anything that God has promised. You see, that was the claim of Caleb's faith. God said to take that mountain. 
God said he was going to give me that land for an inheritance. God said that we would be able to take those enemies. That was the claim of his faith, is what God has spoken. It wasn't some foolishness that he'd come up with upon his own. He wasn't being presumptuous. He was taking God for his word. Why would he be able to drive them out? Very simply, he said, because the Lord's going with me. I'll be able to drive them out because he's going to be with me. If he's with me, they're going to go. There's no question about it. Now, if his claims laid solely in God's word and God's presence being with him, you know, what, what was it really that this faith did for him? I mean, did it pay off? Did it pay off for him to just wholly follow the Lord even when brethren were doing other things, even when so many had their doubts that he was even in his right mind? This guy's crazy. Now, how can that possibly be accomplished? There's no way. Have you, have you seen those guys over there? Sometimes there can be real giants in our lives. Sometimes there can be some big, big mountains. Did it pay off for him? Well, what does it say here? Verse 13 and 14, And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day. Why? Because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Folks, it's not always easy to follow the Lord. Some of the paths that he leads us down can be frightening to us in, in, in the flesh, in, in, in the natural. We find that it's not always easy to follow him when others, and especially the brethren, those that are on the same team we are, those that are supposedly going the same place that we're going, when they're against it as it was in the case of Caleb. You see, God had made the same promise to all of those brethren. The same promise was made to all 12 of them. The difference, Caleb had confidence in the faithfulness of his God. He believed that God would do what he said that he would do. I'm not talking about working up some kind of crazy emotions. I'm not talking about claiming a bunch of junk. I'm talking about claiming every promise that God's got for us in his word that he's given to us as our own. If God spake it, we can claim it. It can be our own. And there will be the right compensation for it. Did it pay off for Caleb? Absolutely. He inherited the portion that, that God had promised him, just as God said. He proved that those giants that the brethren were so afraid of, he proved that they were no match for his God. Caleb's faith paid off. Caleb's willingness as a result of that faith to... Holy, follow the Lord, even into the midst of the enemy, even against those giants. 
He wholly followed the Lord. You see, God's will was accomplished. And because Caleb was following the Lord, he was privileged and able to be a part of what God did. It's even recorded for us in God's Word to be an encouragement to us today. We can look back and we can see what God did with Caleb and we can say, wow, that's our God. That's the way God will help us take the mountains and conquer the giants. What a privilege to be a part of what God is doing. You know, his confession was always to God. God's the one that was doing it. He never took any credit for any of it. He received his inheritance, his reward. The Bible says because he wholly followed the Lord. If he hadn't wholly followed the Lord, that inheritance wouldn't have been his. You see, compensation will come in one form or another. You know, just like the wages of sin is death. That's the compensation for our sin. That will come. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the compensation for putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's sad, but it's also true that those ten unbelieving spies they were also compensated, but in their case, they were compensated for their unbelief. Whereas Caleb and Joshua were compensated for their faith, for their belief. Numbers chapter 14, verses 28 to 30 says, Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, As ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me, doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, the only two that were going to receive the compensation, the promise was the same to all 12 of them if they would have the faith to follow the Lord. But the 10 that didn't, they never got to set foot into the promised land because of their unbelief. You see, we're going to live our lives in a certain way. Are we going to live our lives according to the promises of God? Are we going to allow God to lead our lives and direct our lives and use our lives as he sees fit and trust him and believe that he will do it? See, we would all have to ask ourselves, where is our faith today? Where is your faith today? What do you really, really trust in? You see, many, many people... Christians, quote, unquote, instead of wholly following the Lord, they're wholly following themselves. They're wholly following this world system, the ideas of this world, the knowledge of this world. You know, 
Why? Because somewhere along the line they begin to trust in those things more than in God's Word. We're going to go where we believe that it's best for us to go. Where is our faith today? You know, are God's promises good enough for you? Is because God said it, is that sufficient? Will our actions be based on what we see with our normal eyes, with our natural eyes? Or will they be based upon what we see with our spiritual eyes? In God's Word, what God says. Because there will be some compensation. There will be some reward for the way we live our lives. And so we must all ask ourselves that simple question, are we wholly following the Lord? Are we willing to wholly follow the Lord? Because I want to give you those two passages again, not all of them, but that we read earlier in Matthew chapter 16. Because this is what Jesus says. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. He is coming, folks. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. There will be a compensation. You know, something that is a promise to each and every one of us. And also in Matthew chapter 19, I just want to read one of those verses again in verse 29. When Jesus promised that everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. You see, when we wholly follow the Lord, one of the amazing things is sometimes one of the greatest deterrents to people really wholly following the Lord is what they're leaving behind, what they might have to leave behind, what friends that it might cost them, what job that it might cost them, what social standing that it might cost them. The list can go on and on and on. But the problem is that sometimes it's hard because the flesh just doesn't want to let go of those things. But the Lord's promised us, whatever you give up, whatever you leave behind to follow me, he's not only going to bless you a hundredfold in this life, but eternity to come. So we have to ask ourselves that simple question, where is our faith? Who are we following with our lives? Will we 
maybe have the same thing said about us that was able to be said about Caleb. He or she wholly followed the Lord. May not have the greatest standing in the world's eyes. Your name may never be known, never be up in lights. You may never be famous. But boy, you know what? What an awesome thing to leave behind. <laughs> that people could look at our lives and say, He wholly followed the Lord. He trusted the Lord. His faith was sufficient. Because, folks, that's what it comes down to. If we believe Him, if we fully trust Him, then we'll be willing to follow Him wherever. Father, thank you this evening. Lord, I pray that these words would, on the one hand, be an encouragement to each one that is listening to them. Lord, because what you did for Caleb, you'll do for each one of them. But they'll take you for your word because you said it and be willing to wholly just follow you because their trust is so absolute in you. Whatever mountains it might be, whatever giants that it might be against, even when maybe the majority of the brethren don't see it, Lord, if it's what your word says, we realize that we live in days. Lord, we don't say this haughtily. We say it with sadness in our hearts. Lord, we live in a day when many of those claiming Christianity have departed from the truth, departed from your promises, not willing to take a stand as Caleb did because of what you say. But Father, I pray that you would help us by your grace, Lord, to be willing to just wholly follow you. Not man, not religion, not denomination, but you, Lord. Help us with all of our hearts. Help our faith to be increased, that we're not afraid and not ashamed to follow you anywhere you take us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.